1: are off a bye week. We're refreshed. Uh, we're feeling delightful. This is the Budding Heads Podcast, a proud part of Ramstock Radio and the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Steve Ribeiro. I think I just mispronounced my name, but that's okay. I'm here with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, how are we feeling, man? Uh, a week without the Rams, you know, it was the least painful Sunday I've had in quite some time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can honestly say that the Rams did not lose. (laughs) Well,
1: you know, we actually kind of did because we had the sixth pick last week. And this week, we have the seventh. The Green Bay Packers, who we could not beat before our bye week, actually fell below us in the standings after they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we also could not beat. And that actually cost the Rams out on, they put in a waiver claim for cornerback Q Blue Kelly. I think that's how you say his name uh, from the Seahawks and the Packers beat us to the punch because somehow they are still below us, even though we couldn't beat their dog shit football team.
0: Yeah, I, I kind of understand why that they're listed lower than us, but at the same time, it doesn't make any sense considering that they beat us. And yeah, <laughs> strength of schedule,
1: man. yeah I I bet like forty dollars on the Steelers spread, like last Tuesday, because they're playing the Green Bay, Green Bay. It was a three point spread. I was like, the Steelers are not good, but the Packers fucking suck. Like they are just straight up a bad football team. The Steelers are miraculously six and three. Which is which is a whole nother story, but I was like, they are going to beat the Packers. There's absolutely no way this Green Bay Packers football team I watch wins this game, and they didn't. You know they ba the Steelers barely covered, but they covered.
0: You got it, Steve.
1: Uh, <laughs> all right. I full disclosure, ladies gents. I am running on fumes here, so this is going to be a fun podcast. I'm going to do my best. We have a bunch of ramblings to get through, and then we're going to look at the, you know, kind of young guys, up and comers on the team that have had major roles this year, and discuss whether or not we think they can be like set it and forget it starters moving forward. Before that, uh, just some news about the week Um, injuries. Stafford was a full participant. He's back. We are not going to see Carson Wentz, it seems like, in Week 12 against Seattle. Although, uh, here's what McVay had to say about the addition. He said, yeah, I think it's really just a chance to upgrade the quarterback room. Well, you know, the upgrade was always there, Sean. He's a guy that played... feel good about Matthew returning, and obviously when he's out there, you feel great about the leadership and everything he provides. But but God forbid if something were to happen where he wasn't available, felt like this would offer an opportunity for somebody that's played a lot of high-level football to get him in here, get him kind of familiar with some things that we're doing. That's what went into that decision. Then he went on to say, I think it's just experiences. You learn through those experiences, and he's a guy that played a lot of football. He's been somebody that we discussed There were a lot of things that led into it, but the situations, some of those things that we had went through ultimately, that we had went through ultimately led us to feel like, all right, let's make that decision. Let's hope that we have a situation scenario where Matthew is healthy the rest of the way. But if whatever happens and he's not available, that was the direction we wanted to go and have Carson be able to take that role over. So, you know, again, as we said last week, like a broken record, we should have done this two weeks ago.
0: Would have helped.
1: It's, everything in his quote is saying we should have done this two weeks ago, but yep. I, I three weeks ago now, I don't know, man. Time is a flat circle. Whatever. I'm happy to have Carson here. I hope we don't get to see him play this year. Not a knock on him. I just hope Stafford uh, plays the rest of the way. And plays well. And plays well, yeah. Big F. All uh, right. Kyron Williams is expected back next week. Uh he is not eligible to return this week or, or else he might play. Um, but unfortunately he has to wait till week twelve. Another week of Daryl Henderson and Royce Freeman. Uh and if you are to believe Sean McVay, maybe Zach Evans, but we do not
0: cool.
1: we do not believe the man. Uh is banged up, limited in practice, but McVay says it's preventative. I don't think there's much to worry about there. How about uh, how about this one, Johnny? Hunter Long activated. Uh, or not oh, activated.
0: oh, the reinforcements are here. <laughs>
1: they have opened his window uh, to return. I'm going to give you an over under four and a half catches for Hunter Long this season.
0: The entire season?
1: Rest of the way, yeah. I'm going to say over. I'm saying under. I, I don't think he catches one.
0: Wow. Ye have little faith. He
1: barely played in Miami. Why would we try to, I mean, I hope they play him just cause like, why the fuck not? But like,
0: I have no faith. Well, here's a, here's what you have to think of here. Uh, at some point, Tyler Higby's likely going to get hurt. It's just the nature of his career. I'd rather you know? see
1: Davis Allen.
0: Oh, I would too. I agree. But, uh, You know, it seems like there's some reluctancy to throw him out there for whatever reason, and I just don't have any faith in pretty much any other tight end on the roster. So, yeah, Uh, I say why not throw out Hunter Long.
1: I want to see everybody play because, you know, we're probably out of the playoffs. Probably. Probably. (laughs) I think uh, one of the biggest developments of the last two weeks is that the Vikings are now six and four. Josh Dobbs looking like a steal for them, uh, a guy who's clearly a good player. I'm really curious to see how much he gets paid next off season. I don't really. I'd be pretty shocked if somebody signed him to be their starter. You never know. There's a lot of football left to be played, but like, you're gonna get a gonna get a pretty penny as a backup, and I think. The Vikings at six and four, nobody else below them. They're the seventh seed. It has more than four wins. We have three. I'd be pretty surprised if anybody jumped past them. As we've been saying for weeks here, the teams in contention for the seventh spot are not good.
0: No, not at all.
1: Um. So, yeah, I think we're probably out. I also, one, one take I had recently, Johnny, because... I'm not a fan of take lock, you know, when people will just like come up with a take and Skip Bayless will just sit there for 15 years and say LeBron's not clutch as he's hoisting his fourth championship. Uh, I don't remember when I said this. I think it was after Cooper or Pukeniku had that like 150 yard game recently where I said, you know, if he keeps up his pace, no matter what anyone else does, he should be the rookie of the year. I'm going to go ahead and walk that one back. Uh, I I do not think he should be the rookie of the year.
0: Uh, with Puka,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think CJ Stroud has done enough to where no matter what Puka does, uh, he is not going to win this award.
0: Even if he breaks the receiving record,
1: <laughs> okay. If he has nineteen hundred yards, yes, but <laughs> he was on pace for like fifteen hundred, which is a- absurd. He might still get there, but even if he hits that. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud has has done enough over there.
0: Yeah, I mean to be fair, Stroud has had a phenomenal season, and a- as we alluded to the past week, quarterback is is always going to be given the green light for pretty much any award. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty much a lock for Stroud. Even I feel like even if Stroud like gets hurt for the rest of the year, I feel like they'd still give it to him.
1: Uh, it would, I, I think it would depend on what everyone else does. Um, if Puka stays kind of like quieting down, yeah, they probably would. Um, but like Jameer Gibbs is breaking out a little, um, it's kind of interesting how the, the best quarter or the top quarterback taken, the top running back taken, the top receiver taken are not playing at the top level of that position so far the top tight end taken you can make the case too although Kincaid's coming along i don't know none of this even matters who cares
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh fair enough and and that is those are all good points though and and just even if puka doesn't win which it seems more and more likely he's not uh he's still one hell of a steal possibly the biggest steal the Rams have had, maybe ever. I mean,
1: you can make the case that the two receivers playing the best football out of this draft class right now are Puka, Nakua, and Tank Dell, which is crazy. I think, realistically, it's probably Puka and Jordan Addison and say Flowers, but Tank Dell is playing great. Um, I think this is going to end up being a really like, memorable receiving class.
0: And that's kind of interesting because this was not really that deep of a class considering there was so many, basically, burners out there. And even the top burners that that were drafted, like, way ahead of guys like Puka are not putting up the numbers. You know, again, these are not... The highlight guys, except for, of course, Addison and uh, and Zay Flowers, those, those guys, of course, were touted. But, you know, guys like – I mean, he was kind of given, you know, some praise here and there, but not really a whole lot. And, of course, Puka was nowhere near any of these guys. No. And, like, I mean, J.S.,
1: Jackson Smith, Nick, uh, Jigba, and Quentin Johnson, the top two guys – haven't really done much uh quentin johnson had, had a little bit of a solid game this week but like this is first time we've even heard from him um uh, but yeah like guys like Jaden reed's been playing decent rashi rice has been playing decent uh tank dale obviously as we mentioned josh downs is playing pretty well it might have it's probably gonna be a pretty solid class demario douglas on the patriots a little sneaky uh late round pick there we'll see I'm happy with Puka though. He'll definitely be first team all rookie, I think. Be insane if he wasn't. The Rams did make some roster moves this week, um, in addition to trying to sign Q Blue Kelly, which was a good move because we could use up a cornerback. They cut Zach Balkenberg, Corey Durden, Miles Gaskin, in addition to Brett Ripe and Dresser Wynn, who we already talked about, signed Keir Thomas to their active roster. I don't really have any takes on any of those cuts. I'm I'm not losing any sleep. Ben Valkenburg was fun in the preseason, but hasn't really done much. I'm gonna take you don't either, Johnny. Um, let's send it to our sponsors quick and then walk through this game we have queued up.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check.
1: I want to go through a couple players in this team, Johnny. I want to talk about whether or not we think they're what I like to call a guy, which is a guy I would say like at surface level, just like a guy who, if he is in the starting lineup next season, we are going to feel mm-hmm. good about this player being there um, and not be losing sleep about them potentially like, wrecking the team if we don't feel that we could talk about how we feel about them as like death pieces blah 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 um but I think that's the start of the conversation and I I don't want to go through a ton of like vets I don't think it's that interesting like obviously Cooper Cup Aaron Donald Ernest Jones like those are guys Rob Havenstein as far as the younger guys I think the only real like definitive locks here are the big four in the rookie class? I would say Puka Nakua and Steve Avila obviously feel like guys. Uh they're playing exceptional. And I would throw in Kobe Turner and Byron Young. I think they've done enough to where if we trot them out as starters next year, we're gonna feel good about it. I think with Byron Young, you wanna add another big piece on the opposite side of him, but if he's there as a starter. You know, and he's not going to be the reason we're mad about a week at Russian Group.
0: Yeah, as far as Byron Young is concerned, and I hope that...
1: Uh... <laughs> Everything good over there?
0: No, not really. Uh, of course, when we start podcasting, I, I have a neighbor that decides to, uh, you know, let his car alarm go off. <laughs> Oh, oh, there we go. There we go. Okay, so I apologize to the listeners. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I I don't really have an excuse for that. It just happens.
1: We're going to leave it in. I I love shit like this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, so that was my neighbor's car alarm. So thank you for that, neighbor. Uh, Of course, you have the best timing because that couldn't happen any other time except for when we're podcasting.
1: Of course. Uh, I was saying the big four in the rookie class all feel good, reliable starters moving forward.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I, I don't think there's really much else to add to that because really, of course, Puka is already on, on uh, track to being an elite receiver. You know, I, I don't think anyone can really deny that. Uh, Byron Young looks promising. I, I don't know if we could say he's on that same track Puka is just yet, but considering that this guy was a third round pick and you know this this guy isn't necessarily one of the top edge rushers of the draft class, it's it's kind of a nice find, you know? And you know, of course he's gonna develop his skills, at least we hope so, and he's gonna continue to improve and I hope that the Rams will kind of reach out and find another complimentary piece to him. Maybe someone that can help elevate his game a little bit better. Um, Kobe Turner, I think looks hell of promising um, especially considering that the guy's playing out of position and still making some noise, Yeah, you know? And, and yes, I'm sure part of that is the Aaron Donald effect. I don't think uh, I, I think that obviously has a factor there, but Hey, you know, you look back to last season when Aaron Donald was, was, you know, healthy, of course, where was the Aaron Donald effect for the other guys? You know, not many other guys, um, you know, benefited from that, uh, you know, except for not, not really many others.
1: No, there, I mean, guys have benefited from the past. Dante Fowler, Leonard Floyd, obviously guys like that, but like, We've seen plenty of guys come and go through here and guys currently on the team that are playing next to Aaron Donald and haven't really made anything of it. And so these two guys, yeah, they're getting a bump because they're next to Aaron Donald, but he's on the team. He, by all accounts, should be on the team next year. And we need guys like this next to Donald. Um, I don't know if either guy, I I have any faith, will be like, the elite number one guy at their position, but I think they are both shaping up to be incredibly solid number two guys at their position on a depth chart, and these are not positions where we only play one player. So uh, for this exercise, I I feel great about them.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then, um, yeah, I, I I think that overall these are the guys that you can look forward to and see that they're going to be uh, starters, and of course, I, I left out Avila. So, um, and he—he's looked like an absolute stud uh, for being on the offensive line. Maybe he hasn't been perfect, but certainly for for him to come in and become a reliable starter on kind of a shaky offensive line entering the season, I think that says a lot, you know. And I—I I think he can only get better from there. Yeah, he's that dude.
1: Um, I would be shocked if, barring an injury, he doesn't start every game of his rookie contract.
0: Uh, he's of certainly shaping
1: up for that. I have Kyron Williams on the list. He's kind of an outlier, and I kind of want to talk about him separately before I get to the rest of these guys. Because, like, in a vacuum, if Kyron Williams is our number one running back next year, that's that's fine. I would say reliable. I think he's done enough to prove that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you
0: can definitely say that.
1: But he's getting, you know, he was getting bell cow level work. Uh, I don't, I think he's going to break if we continue doing that. And so I would say, you know, if we enter the season with Kyron Williams, Zach Evans, Daryl Henderson, and Royce Freeman again, I'm not going to be thrilled about it. And I know this year we entered the season with Cam Akers, who was theoretically a guy uh, until he wasn't. And I Poor out for him, man. Feel terrible about another Achilles injury for him. Uh, regardless of what we've said about him, that fucking sucks. And I hope he's able to play again. But so back to Kyron, like, you think, yeah, the Rams should probably add a running back. And then you look at the free agent running backs, Johnny. I'm just going to name some guys who are unrestricted free agents next year. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, uh, Zach Moss, and even, like, vets like Gus Edwards, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Devin Singletary. There are a lot of good players in this group, Um, like Kareem Hunt, I guess, but, like, even, like, The guys who are undisputedly not washed, like the fact that Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, and I guess to a lesser extent because he's been injured, J.K. Dobbins, are entering unrestricted free agency at the same time. Like, some of those guys will get tagged, some of them will get extended, but they're not all going to be able to get paid. And even if that tier of, you know, Henry, Jacobs, Barkley, Pollard, Eckler, even if It's Swift, too. Swift should be in that group. Even if those guys all end up getting a a big bag, you're looking at free agent guys that are like A.J. Dillon, Antonio Gibson, Zach Moss, um, to where it's kind of like, to a lesser extent, I guess like Devin Singletary, Gus Edwards. If you're looking to get a running back like, And even if we don't pursue one of those big names, I don't know if we will. I wouldn't be shocked if we do because, yeah, like Sean McVay would fucking love to have Saquon Barkley on this team or Austin Eckler or one of those guys. But I, you know, I think I would rather, if the market's right, take a shot on like J.K. Dobbins for a cheap deal or Zach Moss or Antonio Gibson or some of these guys who have been even AJ Dillon, too, either mishandled or injured, and the money might not be super out there for them. I think we might be better off going into next year with a 1A, 1B situation with Kyron Williams than repeating what we did this year and bringing in like a camp body like Royce Freeman uh, or a late round pick like Zach Evans um, because. Just that group of guys is insane, man. These are like good players. Uh, and there's, in the way the running back market has been shaking up, there are too many guys here for them all to get paid.
0: I mean, first off, I would kill to have Austin Eckler on, on the Rams next year. Uh, but from a strategic, you know, general manager, salary cap um, strategy guide. I don't know if that's best for the bank. Now, I don't think that it'll cost overly, you know, too much to bring in a guy like Eckler, um, but he is going to want to get paid, and more yeah, than what the Rams have been dishing out. So that's that's kind of the issue is. You know, how much are you willing to spend? The Rams will have some money, but not enough to pay, you know, to cover every position. And as you said, Steve, we have Kyron Williams still on the roster. So is it really all that necessary to get your bell cow running back? You know, uh, especially when you have a quality guy right here, maybe he isn't going to be your bell cow, but he can certainly be a complimentary guy and, who's to say you can't go after that complimentary piece, whether it be through the draft or through um, free agency. You know, I, I, I'm kind of one of those guys that like, you know, backs like AJ Dillon, even though he's had a horrible year so far. Um, I do too. he, He is, he is a bruiser back and I like that. And I, I'm kind of hoping that, because when you think about it even a guy like Aaron Jones who's been solid is for most of his career and just all of a sudden now just looks like crap i'm like i'm got to assume that a good majority of this is because of the packers not necessarily because of the running backs so i would kind of want to take a risk on a guy like AJ Dillon yeah
1: i think yeah like given what you said about like the market like we have needs and Kyron Williams is good. While I'm not going to be mad if like Austin Eckler or Saquon Barkley or Derek Henry is on the team next year, I would not be mad. I think it would kind of be financially irresponsible in a Allen Robinson before we knew out who Allen Robinson was type of way. Like <laughs> the, it, the hindsight on that aside from the, you know, the fact that he was terrible, was should we have dropped whatever amount of money on a receiver in that offseason? No, Uh, clearly. But, yeah, like, that second-tier guys here, man, like, A.J. Dillon, I'd love to take a shot on. Um, Antonio Gibson, I know they're different players, but, like, I think those guys are good. I think J.K. Dobbins is good and is – made of glass and as a result we might be able to get him for free uh like i would love i would love one of those guys and i hope they go that route if they can get a guy on the cheap even like fucking gus edwards man He, he he's reliable um just go get a guy who can play that you know can play uh on hopefully a bargain deal and Use those draft picks to take shots at edge rushers and offensive linemen and cornerbacks.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and that's that's kind of the thing. All those positions you listed right there, they don't come cheap. So if you ask why we shouldn't go after a Saquon Barkley or an Austin Eckler, that's why. That that that's why right there. Yeah. But
1: I'm not convinced they won't do it. Because they are out of their fucking mind. Hold that thought, Johnny, because we need to take a quick break and talk about our favorite daily fantasy app, Prize Picks. Now, Prize Picks is a little different from your traditional daily fantasy, in that instead of dealing with salary caps, picking players, playing against other players, you're playing against yourself and you're playing against spreads handed to you by Prize Picks. It's such a simple and easy way to play pretty much fantasy football in a way price picks. You're going to get a player and they're going to give you a line of more or less. It's going to be like rushing yards, passing yards, touchdowns, all nine yards. And you just pick more or less You submit your picks and you're just playing against yourself. And if all your picks hit, you win money. If one of your picks misses, you still win some money. It's such an easy way to play. And it's going to make your Sundays that much more exciting and There's so many fun picks in this game, and here's a couple of my favorites for this week that I'm going to go with personally. Uh, Unfortunately, I like Kenneth Walker more than 65 and a half rushing yards against our Rams on Sunday. On Thursday night, I love Tyler Boyd, 44 and a half yards. I'm going more there with T. Higgins not playing. How about a combination here? Odell Beckham Jr. and Lamar Jackson only need one touchdown rushing or receiving from from one of them. I'm going to go more on that. Might even hit two there. Tyreek Hill, I'm going to go with a touchdown for him over or more than a half a passing, rushing, receiving touchdown. Another touchdown. I'm all touchdowns today. Brian Robinson Jr. against the Giants. I mean, come on. He's going to find the end zone in that game. And it's so simple to sign up. You just you download the app or you go to the website, prizepicks.com slash Rams Talk, R-A-M-S-T-A-L-K. Use our promo code, whichever way you sign up, Rams Talk. We're going to get you a first deposit match up to $100. So if you put in $100, use the promo code RAMSTALK, R-A-M-S-T-A-L-K, no spaces. You are getting a first deposit match up to $100. That would make it $200. So sign up the yeah, end. What are you waiting for? Uh, this is the best way to make your Sundays a little more fun. We'd love if you listen to one more word from our sponsor, and we'll get back to the show. Let's run through a list of some young guys, shall we, Johnny? How about (laughs) we gotta start with this one. How about Tutu Atwell? If he's our wide receiver three next year, are we feeling good?
0: You know, I I think we've seen Tutu take a step in the right direction. Uh I again it's it's one of those things, would Tutu break the bank? I don't think so. You know, he is younger. He's got he's got
1: another year, right? Uh does he? I'll double check. I'm. I'm pretty sure he should have one more year.
0: Okay. Well, while you check that out, um, Tutu, I I like a lot as as a guy with potential because now that I think Sean McVay sees his potential, uh, we're starting to see you know how he can be used and even now he's being un- underutilized now that Cooper Cup's back. But you know, I I wouldn't be sad to see Tutu as the number three guy again next year, I I think that's again, not only diversifies the receiving core, but you have a solid trio there. If he comes back, he's healthy, and McVeigh actually uses him.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, he is under contract for another year, so it would be a different okay. discussion if we had to re-sign him. I am fine with him coming back. He He's done enough. Uh, as a number three guy he's done enough for me uh i'm glad i'm glad we've gotten to this point in the 2-2 outwell narrative man it took a long time i think um i think the majority of the guys we're talking about here are on the team next year i will make a call out if they're not okay um wow uh the next guy was Alaric jackson who is not under contract next year how long has he been on the team
0: uh i think he's only been on the team for two or three years but the thing is undrafted free agents don't necessarily get the contracts that uh drafted receivers do it's usually like a two or three year deal max
1: yeah you're right this is his third year um I think he'll be an unrestricted free agent, I would assume. At left tackle, I don't think I'm going to – I don't know if he's a guy.
0: I I haven't seen enough. Yeah. Um, I I think that he is a solid uh, offensive lineman to have on the team, but whether or not you want him as your left tackle, I think it's kind of been determined already that, He's probably not the guy at left tackle, but even to have him as like a, a guard or uh, I don't. And to tell you the truth, I don't even know. I, I don't even know if you can make that argument anymore because the Rams now have Watson. So, you Dotson. Know, and of course Avila's there. Dotson. Did you say Watson? Dotson. Sorry. I said Watson, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Dotson. <laughs> Okay, so not Watson, Dotson. Uh the Rams have Dotson and um so and he's been a hell of a contribution to this offensive line. So really your only spot left for for him it would be at right tackle, but Havenstein has been solid, you know? And he, he's been solid as, for most of his career. So he isn't getting any younger, so that is something to think about. And, you know, maybe if he agrees to be a backup again. Um, but I have a feeling he'll get an opportunity elsewhere. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm interested to see that plays out. I, I thought we had another year with him. Uh, I, yeah, if, if he's back on the team next year, I'll be thrilled about it. But Same. if he is coming back as a starting left tackle and also getting starting left tackle money, as we are currently paying Joseph Noteboom,
0: Uh, I wouldn't be very happy about it. Yeah, same. And Hopefully we learned our lesson. I mean, if we're being fair, the Noteboom signing was the right move to do at the time. Maybe not as long as it was, but um, it was the right move to do at the time because... We had to do something, you know. We we lost Whitworth, who, I mean, there's no replacing that guy ever, even at the last stages of his career. There's no replacing the dude, so you need somebody there. So Nopum was the closest guy.
1: Yeah, it's it's the restructure, um, that they chose to restructure his contract this offseason. After what we saw last year, was yeah. to me, which was the frustrating part. Because you know, it really didn't feel like it was there, and it it wasn't. And now we're we're gonna be saddled with some money because I I don't know. Like you, you can save. I just had his contract up. If you cut him next season, you're eating fifteen million in dead cap, but you're saving five. And I think I'd rather have five million dollars in cap space than. Joe Noteboom on the roster. Which is, yeah. like, disgusting and feels horrible, but I think that's where we're at.
0: Unless they find somebody to trade, but uh, highly doubt they're going to find anyone to trade. Yeah, well, we'll see.
1: We'll see. Uh, I think he still has some value. You mentioned Kevin Dotson, so we could jump to him, uh, and he's a free agent, I forgot to write down Coleman Shelton, but I think he'd also be in this group. He is not a free agent. He'll be on the team next year. I think they're both guys. Dotson's playing fucking great. And I think Shelton has been at at center. You know, most centers in the league aren't dominating guys. He's on the team next year. I'll be fine with him being the center. I'd rather p- patch up holes elsewhere, and I think he's pretty good.
0: Yeah, I mean as far as Coleman Shelton goes, he's he's serviceable. I I don't believe he's costing us much money. So, I'd be okay with him coming back next season, certainly an upgrade over Brian Allen. Um beyond him, looking at Dotson, I mean, the guy's been like an answer to our prayers, man, because especially with the failed experiment of Logan Bruss, the <laughs> The Rams needed something, and, uh, you know, kudos to Les need because we got him for essentially nothing, you know? Uh, we gave up, like, a fourth-round pick, no? I think it was—was was it a fourth-rounder? I thought it was a fifth and—I s- thought it was actually, like, a fifth and a sixth, if I'm not mistaken,
1: Let me but I could you. be wrong. A lot of fact-checking on the spot. Hey, we're here for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Rams sent a fourth and a fifth round pick and received a fifth and a sixth round pick.
0: Um, okay, so we lost a late round draft pick.
1: No, we lo- we lost a fourth. Um and yeah, the fifth round is a wash and we got a sixth round pick. Um so we lost a fourth, we gained a sixth. So it's you know, it's not the craziest loss, but if if he walks in free agency and doesn't bring back a compensatory pick. It's not it's not ideal, but it's fine.
0: Yes, the car alarm went back on. <laughs> I,
1: I could tell you were waiting to unmute your mic. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, I hope they shut it off soon. Um yeah, I think they're both guys. I, let's let's flip to the defense for a little bit. How about Kobe Durant, a guy who I think was the guy we were most excited to see in the secondary this year, and I, I don't really know what my answer is to this question right now. Um, I think I would like to see him back as a starter, just given the fact that Out of all the guys, like, we just have not a lot of dudes in the building. And he has potential still. But I don't think he's done enough for me to sit here and say, like, yeah, he's the guy.
0: Yeah, and and to answer that question, uh, is he the guy? It's still to be determined. Because, truthfully, Kobe Durant should not have... I mean, we had a ton of confidence in the guy because he did show a lot of promise his rookie season. But there's a difference between having a lot of promise next to Jalen Ramsey as opposed to taking that step forward and being the guy. Uh, And he turned out not even to be the guy. So I I think, no. And and it's fair. and, And I don't think you should be overly disappointed because. It's not like he's horrendous. It's just he's not the guy that we were hoping he'd be. You know, and, and I think him paired next to Akella Witherspoon is solid. But you still need that X factor. You still need that superstar corner to kind of complete that trio. And that's what the Rams are lacking. And certainly you can't expect Akella Witherspoon to be that stud. He's certainly an improvement, but he's not Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. And then asking Darian Kendrick to be your third guy, yeah, that that's a major ouch. So, I, I think that Kobe Durant, the it, it's still to be decided, but I still have faith in the guy. I think under the right system, under the right scenario this could be a promising young guy. He's still young. This is barely his second year. So I, I'm still confident in the guy.
1: Yeah, if we go into next season with Witherspoon, who we do have to resign, Kobe Durant and somebody who's good. And Witherspoon and Durant are the two and three guys. Yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Let's see what happens. Uh, but I think you calling them solid is very generous because – You don't think Spoon's solid? He is – he's solid, but, like, he is not an alpha cornerback. No, and, no,
0: and, and I agree with that.
1: And he's getting put – yeah, he's he's getting put in tough matchups because, uh, you know, he can't fucking stop CeeDee Lamb. Like, No, no way. He, he should be guarding the other dudes in that matchup, and he's having to be overtasked, as is everybody, because – they they move down from Ramsey and they and they don't have that alpha and you know it feels like it's it's been a long time somehow since we have gone into a season without a number one corner we feel good about and like before you might think before Ramsey like that position was never solidified but like guys like Janoris Jenkins, Trumaine Johnson, fucking Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters, they could guard ones. And they're going to get beat sometimes, sure, but they could do it. And I think Witherspoon has been one of the best surprises of the season with how well he's produced, but he's definitely not a number one alpha cornerback. And he was, yeah, he's not paid to be that. And I would love him back next year, but they, whether it's in the first round of the draft or with free agency dollars, they have to bring somebody in to be competitive because we have learned the guys in the room are not at that level.
0: No. And and that's fine for this year because I feel like even though Sean McVay and Lesnead will deny it, that's what the season was about, to learn what you have. And to an extent, they still aren't doing that for some frustrating reason. But at least now you know what you have at least a little bit in Kobe Durant you know, you know, he's not going to be that alpha, you know, you know, he's not going to be that number one starter that, you know, opposing offenses are going to be afraid of. He's not Jalen Ramsey and that's okay. He's still serviceable. And if you bring in that, that top dog there, I think you'll be, you'll be okay. You'll have a a solid uh, secondary and uh, yeah, just keep, Darian Kendrick out of the starting lineup. And I think we'll be okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had Kendrick on the list, but definitively not a guy we can move on. It's uh, sticking in the secondary though. How about, how about Russ East?
0: You know, I, I think along with uh spoon, I feel like he's been one of the biggest highlights on the defense for the Rams, you know? Yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and say that he's a stud just yet, But you know what, man? He's played a lot better than what I was expecting. You know, going back to last season, he was a guy that just kind of rotated in and out, you know, maybe not showing some flashes here and there, but nothing that would make me all that confident in him being a starter this season. But, you know, he's kind of exceeded my expectations, and maybe I just didn't have that high of expectations. But, um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with him so far.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, in a vacuum, can we upgrade from Russ East? Sure. But given needs on the team, given how low of a priority safety is, I will be perfectly fine with Russ East as a starting safety next year. He, he's he been solid. Um, and far from a weak length on Steve defense. Yes, very much. I, I had Quentin Lake on here, but, like, I don't really know if he's played enough. To, like, make a call here either direction, he's being asked to play the star right now, which is formerly Jalen Ramsey's role. They had Kobe Durant in it for a bit. They're giving Lake a shot there so they could move Darian Kendrick out of the starting lineup, push Kobe Durant um, into a more traditional cornerback spot. I don't know, because next season, if he's starting, he would probably be taking Jordan Fuller's spot, who is a free agent. So I don't really know one way or the other.
0: Yeah, it, it's difficult because that's kind of what Quentin Lake's role has been is just, you know, essentially just being that utility guy in the defense. You know, uh, we we need you to play hybrid linebacker. We need you to uh, step up and, and uh, play, you know, uh, corner here and there, maybe a little bit of safety from time to time. So it's, it's difficult to assess a guy when he's not even really playing his primary position most times. And so until we really can evaluate that, it's, it's hard to identify. But considering that the Rams trust him enough, not that they have a ton of options, but um, considering they trust him enough to kind of spread him out and be that utility guy, I think that's a good sign.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm i excited. One of the players I'm most excited to see what they do in the second half of the season. Um, Last couple guys. Do you have good thoughts about any of these guys? Michael Hoyt, Christian Roseboom, Jonah Williams. Uh, who else will be in this mix? Ernest Brown. I think... Like, I don't think any of those guys are really guys, except I I think Michael Hoyt could be, and he's not a guy as a starter. I think definitively, absolutely not. Um, But done enough to where I would love him as a rotational edge rusher.
0: And I, I think with Hoyt, I would like to see him to go back to the defensive line.
1: Yeah, he's a free agent. I don't think he'll cost a lot of money. I would like to see him back on the team next year. I would like to see him be playing more of his position, and I never want to see him in pass coverage again. No,
0: absolutely (laughs) not. And and that's that's just it, is, you know, kind of moving him back. Again, we did it out of necessity last season, and I suppose a little bit this season as well, but you know ha- having him move back to the um to the interior defensive line i think that's where he belongs you know he he's he has some i guess a little bit of potential to be in a rotational edge rusher but i i just i think he's meant to be a defensive lineman and it's obviously where he's more comfortable at rather than you know having him cover situationally. I mean the poor dude just looks so lost out there <laughs> in coverage. Well like truly
1: when he is rushing the quarterback, he's had some moments. Like He has. He's had some moments, but he cannot fucking I think if I ran a route against him I might be able to get open. Like I mean that's obviously not true, but you get my <laughs> point. Like
0: I'd love to see that actually. <laughs> I'm I'm cooked, man.
1: I I would probably Break my ankle. Uh, if I did a dig around right now. Uh, I could not do that. But like. Somebody who played D3 wide receiver. Might be able to get open against Michael Hoyt right now.
0: That that, I, that That's definitely more acceptable. Yeah.
1: Could a D3 offensive lineman. Block him in pass protection. Fuck no. But he can't guard anybody. And we need to stop this thing. Uh, I had one more question in this but did I miss any players you wanted to talk about I think we hit the question marks
0: I I I think that's ultimately because the rest of the guys are either unknowns or you or they're obviously not going to be the guy I mean kind of guys that I'd like to see more of are guys like O'Shawn Mathis who you know just kind of started getting into the mix a little bit here and there but um, Trey Tomlinson for the love it, of fucking God and play more the dude. A, yeah. I still don't understand that myself.
1: What do we got to lose? We're watching. <laughs> it's infuriating. I have one last one. Um, and obviously he's a guy, but I'm saying, do you feel good about this player being a starter next season? matthew stafford
0: uh so that's kind of an interesting call because obviously unless the rams miraculously turn the season around they're most likely going to have a high draft pick and then there's going to be decisions needing to be made do the rams move on from matthew stafford or do they still stick with Matthew Stafford and draft a Caleb Williams or Drake may should they have that opportunity or do they trade down or reach for another quarterback? And the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is no real right answer here. It, no, it just, I agree that there's so many options that the Rams have and so many opportunities for them to take is you have, I, it, there's just so much you can do here. And I don't think there's a necessarily in 100% right answer. Unless you end up with the number one or number two pick it, then yes, you're man. It's mandatory. You take Williams, you take may. Um, otherwise I, I would hope that the Rams, if they have like, let's say right now they have pick seven, um, I say you take your your edge rusher. I say you take your offensive lineman, preferably left tackle. And that's what you do. That's what you hope for. Um, But that's not a guarantee either. So, yeah, if Stafford's the quarterback next season, I don't think it's an issue. You know, I I, I, I would hope to have another, um, you know, franchise quarterback. But the truth is, do you really want to reach – when you can have like a Jared verse on your team, I don't think so. No,
1: I agree. I think give it one more go with Stafford invest in a fucking backup quarterback and yes. just try to, because yeah, like we're bad, but the Panthers are fucking terrible. And the giants are fucking terrible. And the, the Patriots are fucking terrible. And, and, the Bears are really bad. Now we might finish with the same record if neither of us win. The Cardinals might play themselves out of this with Kyler Murray back, um, yep. but to get to number two, I feel like is impossible. And I think the Bears and the Giants and the Patriots, whichever way that shakes out, because the Bears have the Panthers pick, they're going. They are all going to go quarterback. I think. Yeah. I think yeah, if they if they are there I don't know, unless and unless Justin Fields goes nuts. But if they want to trade out of it, that pick is gonna be a high price and I don't think we're gonna pay it. No. It, it's it's gonna be really interesting how this shakes out because the teams behind us, like the Titans, the Falcons, the Commanders, the Bucks, the Jets, the Broncos, I don't know if those teams are good. Like, not really. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Hey, let's talk about Seattle again. It's quite the turn, Johnny, that after the dismantling the Rams displayed against the Seattle Seahawks in week one, that the Rams are three and six and the Seahawks are six and three. Uh, The Rams are on life support when it comes to the playoff race. And the Seahawks are tied for first in the division. They've mostly beaten bad teams, but they snuck a win against Detroit right after they lost to us. Uh, Their only real blemish they've had besides losing us is getting obliterated by Baltimore, who is really good. So, you know, that's fine. But, Johnny, I got to tell you, man. I got a feeling we're going to win.
0: I don't know what it is. It's history, just... man. <laughs> What'd you say? It's history.
1: Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I think we can win this one.
0: It's it's something we bring up just about every season. The Rams somehow outplay the Seahawks. Now, it doesn't happen every single year. In fact, I don't think it happened at all last year. But it, it happens more than it doesn't. And just like how the 49ers own us, Yes, I don't like saying that, but it's true. Um, You know, the Rams somehow own the Seahawks. And it doesn't necessarily matter how bad the Rams are. And this could be another year of a terrible Rams team owning the the Seahawks. Now, it's going to be a little bit more challenging this time around. Because, again, we don't have Kyron Williams... To help us out and while he wasn't the main reason why we won the first time, he helped a lot. You know, he, he helped quite a bit. For sure. We we don't have a healthy Matthew Stafford. You know, if he's able to go, which it seems like he is, he's still not gonna be a hundred percent, I don't think. So yeah, it's it at least this time around though, we do have Cooper Cup and that could be the difference maker.
1: I I think Stafford is close to 100%. As close to the, as that man can ever be. Um, so I feel good about well, I feel good about him being healthy. I don't know if I feel good about him being out there after some of the displays we've seen lately, but I think coming off a of bye week they got to be so fucking embarrassed of the last couple games like man, if you can't put your shit together for this one, you're never going to. And it'll be tough to watch the rest of the season if they come in at home against a team they already whooped and just get smacked. Uh, it needs to be a close and respectful game for them to have any self-respect. I don't mean to sound dramatic, but like, like the last couple weeks, man, have been embarrassing. No, and, they have. Like, yeah, I think... Like, they got to show up. I think they will. And I just feel i feel like they will. I don't – I'm going to pick them to win. I'm going to say, like, 26 to 22. I don't know. I'm just making up numbers. But <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not going to be surprised if they lose. But I would actually be pretty surprised if they, like, come out and just put up a dud.
0: I think it's going to be a shootout. I think both quarterbacks are going to be flinging the ball. I think um, we're going to have the Rams end up winning here. It's going to be a close one. I think the Rams end up winning 34-27. 34.
1: I would fucking love to see it.
0: I would too. But if there's any team that the Rams can score 34 points on, it's going to be the Seahawks.
1: (laughs) I have been mulling a start sit decision in a fantasy league of Puka Nakua or Debo Samuel the last couple days, and it makes me feel so good. Well, I have Cooper Cup too, is the dilemma. Um, Because it's a dynasty league. I traded for Cooper Cup this offseason because I wanted to be a contender. He gets hurt. I drafted Puka Nakua in like the fifth round of the dynasty rookie draft. And here I am with this problem. So I don't know.
0: That's not a bad problem to have.
1: No, but I hate making these decisions because ideally I could just play both him and Debo, but very torn and it's blood money. If Debo does well. And I know if I play Puka, he's going to have 15 yards. So I might have to take one for the team and leave him on my bench. That's how the world works, man. Um, all right. Well, this was great. Glad to be back. Glad to watch some football on Sunday. I'm sure I will live to regret those words. Follow us on Twitter at C. at Johnny five, not six at talk Rams. And we will talk to y'all soon.